This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. Hello, citizens. Welcome to the Fortress of Potitude. I'm Dave Michaels. I'm Brian Betts. And we are the Cape Podcasters. That's us. This is a show we talk about some iron men. And that's it. No, we got we got sort of an iron lady in this one. Do we? Not so much a Margaret Thatcher. I wouldn't call her iron. iron. Lady. She she ironed up. Briefly. That's all you need. Not of her own volition. No. Well, it was a forced ironing <laughs> up. Forced ironing. Not in a, I don't know, who's gross today? Uh, There's so many, so many. (laughs) (laughs) There were a lot of women in this movie that, we're talking about Iron Man, first of all. Iron Man 3. There were a lot of women in this movie who had bigger parts that got cut for weird reasons, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that, I think. Yeah. Uh, I noticed in the first 10 seconds of this movie, never seen it. That's interesting. Never seen it. Never seen it. Well, now I'm curious. What did you think? I think it might be the best Iron Man movie. Dave, I'm inclined to agree with you. Oh, my God. So here's the thing about that. That's funny about that. I was talking to our good buddy, Sean from Nerdy Thursday, this afternoon Yeah. about this movie. Really? And when I said, I think this might be the best Iron Man movie, he said, and we'll post this, this is literally my face right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's a guy who- His face is in shock. Shock and awe. Yeah, but he hates superhero movies, so who cares? I think his direct quote was, I liked Iron Man. Huh. Holy shit, I thought I was coming in hot take, and it turns out coming in with a totally normal take. I don't know that our take is normal, but we have the same take for once. I think it's great. It's it's not bad. I enjoy it. There's a ton of problems with it. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Well, there's a laundry list of problems. Yeah, but I like it. I but liked it a whole it's lot. It's pretty good. It took me a while to get into it. Tell you the truth, it took me probably a good 20 minutes, maybe well, 15, 20 minutes to really feel it out. Yeah. Until I realized, like, wait a second. This isn't like the others. No, this is not even a little bit. It's just a Shane Black movie. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. What's this thing about? I'll give you a quick plot synops. Sometime after the mystery men save Champion City from Casanova Frankenstein, Tony Stark attends a New Year's party where he meets Maya Hansen, who's the inventor of some experimental regenerative treatment, whatever, and Aldrich Killian, who's just like a gross guy. And he's like, I'll meet you on the rooftop. He never does. Cut to modern day. Tony has insomnia and PTSD following the events of Avengers movie, episode 30, and spends his nights building new Iron Man suits. A lot of them. Uh, a whole lot of Iron Man suits. A lot of them. He doesn't sleep at all. No. Some people do model trains, sometimes like ships and bottles. He does extremely advanced Iron Man suits. Yeah. Not even in a cave. No scraps. <laughs> a terrorist known as the Mandarin is hijacking TV airwaves a la Jack Nicholson's Joker and committing bombings that leave no trace of an explosive. At this point in the movie... If you haven't figured out the link between the exploding plant in the intro and the random explosions in the news, maybe movies aren't for you. <laughs> Somehow Favreau did not direct this, and it's extremely heavy-handed. Yeah. Anyway, Happy gets blown up pretty bad, speaking of Favreau, and he survives, but he's in critical condition. Tony calls out the Mandarin, gives him his home address because he's a cocky man-child, and sure enough, his house gets blown up, nearly killing him, Pepper, and of course, the randomly appearing 13 years later, Maya Hansen again. Sure, sure. He narrowly escapes... Flies to Jarvis flies Tony to Tennessee because reasons, and he doesn't have his armor, so he teams up with an actual child who's more mature than him. They do some detective work, more than Batman's ever done, and discover the bombings are from soldiers subjected to extremis. I always thought it was pronounced extremis. Apparently, it's extremis. 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 Who knew? Nerd. Nerd people. Nerds knew. He's attacked by Brent and Savin, two of Mandarin's lackeys, who are all fiery and explodey. Killian kidnaps. Pepper and Maya, Rhodey's searching for the source of the Mandarin broadcast. He gets got, and now the bad guys have Iron Patriot armor. Tony goes to Miami, does some MacGyvering, finds the Mandarin, but he's just an actor. Killian's behind the whole thing. It's real meta. Pepper is- Considering it's Ben Kingsley. It is Ben Kingsley. He's so good. He's the guy playing the guy who's playing the other guy. He's playing the other guy. Yeah. Right. Disguises another guy. Very confusing, especially with the downy in this. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So Pepper's been exposed to the extremists now in hopes that Tony will find a cure- or solve the explodey problem. And then, oh, yeah, he kills Maya, too. Killian, not Tony. Right. And then Tony and Rhodey meet up somehow and learn that Killian is going to attack the president on Air Force One. There's a really cool scene with all that stuff. No Harrison Ford. No Gary Oldman. No. Apologies to all. <laughs> no Nick Cage. Apologies to all. Continued. Because Con Air. Well, not Air Force One. You know what? Uh, not Air Force One. No, it's not. It's, it's a plane. It's just a plane. That has. It's just a general that has plane. criminals on it. 
Yeah. Much like, never mind. Too political. I see what you did there. <laughs> then there's a you final fight. Wink. Ding. <laughs> there's a final fight in the oil tanker. Tony summons like 40 Iron Man suits. There's a bunch of extremist soldiers who don't matter. Rhodey saves the president. Pepper get, has a death fake out. Then there's a self-destructing Mark 42 boss death fake out. And then finally, as always, instead of Tony saving the day, Pepper kills the main villain. Wouldn't be an Iron Man movie without Pepper saving the day. And then Tony blows up all his Iron Man suits, has his shrapnel and arc reactor removed, cures Pepper, and is like, I'm Iron Man. Even yep, though he got rid of all the stuff that made him Iron Man. Remember when we used to do that synopsis in the span of an hour and a half? Oh, man. That's so much that easier. Felt, this felt long. Don't get me wrong. That felt fucking eternal. Not yeah. like Eternals because nope. that was boring. It's going to be boring. I don't this, think it is. I think it will be. No. I still stand by it. Okay. They might have hinted at it in this yeah. movie. You think so? According to Killian, the reason Extremis worked was because he identified a strange gap in the brain near the soma sensor. Brain stuff. Somo- it's brain stuff. Somato sensory cortex. Brain stuff. And he said, this is an empty slot. And what this tells us is that our mind, our entire DNA, is in fact designed to be upgraded. And I'm pretty sure in that scene, he also tells Pepper, do you have an empty slot? Yeah, he, do you? Hey, do you want to get inside my brain? Do you want to get inside my brain <laughs> while I get inside your empty slot? Uh, wow. It's an aggressive movie. I didn't write it. Shane That's Black did. Shane Black did, with the help of Drew Pierce. Right. I really like this movie. I, I think it's pretty great, Why do actually. you like it? Let's start with the goods. What was good about this movie? A lot. I like that they took away everything that made Tony super, and then they but had to the rely on that his brain. It's, yeah, it's he doesn't. He's not a super character to start. Right. He's really just. I got them big brains. He's, I got that that big that fat money wallet. Yeah. And I have an iron suit that I built in a cave with scraps. The scraps. But in this, he's not in the suit no. for ninety five percent of the movie. No, I'd say it's just Tony. Just Tony doing Tony. It's a. You take away the power, you take away everything that makes him great, and see how he gets out of it. And a lot of people that really like rub them the wrong way is they're like, oh, where's Iron Man? Where's Iron Man? It's like, Iron Man's the man in the suit. Right. The suit changes all the time. Therefore, what's actually Iron Man? It's Tony. It's not a suit. Right. I think that's the most important thing about this movie, though. Yeah. I really, really like how they wrote the character. Shane Black's very good at doing this, and I know Shane Black got chosen to direct this because of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, yep. which is the reason why Robert Downey Jr. became Iron Man in the first place. Exactly. Yes. like, hey, you have that kind of quippy mentality going on here. Right. Why not bring in the Let's do the thing the that we director. did the thing for the thing in this stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, Shane Black's fingerprints are all over this thing. It starts out with the voiceover. Right. I kind of wish it did the voiceover all the way through and just completely go off the rails, make it its really? true own thing. Okay. I think that'd be very cool. I think it would have been bold for the first movie after Avengers. Who cares? Yeah. It made a billion. People, yeah. People wanted to know what was going to happen next. Yeah. So, I mean, why not go off the rails? It's funny. As it is, yeah. they did go off the rails with this. This is totally different from everything else. Oh, absolutely. I don't think they've ever even come back to this. They've tried. They've hardly done this again. But this is, a lot of this is director signature, which they've gotten more towards with, with like Ragnarok and. You kind of let the director do what they do. Yeah, exactly. I know the Russo brothers, oh, for they're sure. all over uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. But I mean, Favreau's all over the first two Iron Man movies. He didn't want to direct this one. He's still in it. Right. And he said that he loved being in it. He said it was like being a proud grandfather who didn't have to change the diapers, but still got to play with the baby. Good for him. Good for him. He gets it. He's just along for the fun. So are we, even though this is not a fun movie. This is a no. dark movie. It's dark. It's very... It's. We're not in a dark world. The DC universe. Ha ha ha. (laughs) Tony's got some real issues. Yeah. A lot of the one star reviews that I read, we'll get there. Yes. Had said, this isn't the Tony Stark of the comics, but it's like, this is actually the closest we've gotten to the Tony Stark of the comics, comics, I think. Yeah. Tony Stark in the comics is an alcoholic. Right. Tries to stay away from the souse and uh, sometimes doesn't work. In this, he's got PTSD from New York. Big time. From the Battle of New York. And it's regarded as an accurate portrayal. Is it an accurate trial? Where you kind of have like the build up step by step. He starts recognizing like, yeah, something's wrong. Something's wrong. I don't feel great. I don't feel right. And, and then in his head, he's kind bam. of breaking down. And then it just hits like a ton of bricks. Yeah. To the point that it's actually been used as a an example in textbooks. Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. Next to a picture of Iron Man 2. But still, it's in textbooks. Whatever works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Downey's acting. 
Downey is, is acting up a storm. He's Robert thing. Downey Juniering all over the screen. No, because then he would be not doing great work. And in this, he is proper acting. He's doing a great job. What's a Downey do to you? Show me on the Dave where the Downey touched you. Uh, you ever seen Back to School, Ronnie Dangerfield? No. Oh, that's a young Downey. Yeah. Young goth, I hate the world Downey. <laughs> in a Rodney Dangerfield movie. Okay. That's all. That's all I got. That's, that's all I need. That's It's brutal. Ever since then, you're like, nope. It's a movie about diving and diving competitions. And it ends when Rodney Dangerfield has to enter the diving competition and win it for his college that he's back to school in. Wow. All right. Well, add that to my list. Yeah. Yeah. Put that on the UB me. Definitely worth one watch. <laughs> Other people acting up a storm in this thing, Ben Kingsley. Oh, big time. He's acting on acting, but he is portraying the Mandarin, who yeah. is the big bad of the Iron Man world. Right. And another reason people dislike this movie. Is because of the complete like twist that's yeah. in there. Yeah. The twist where people were like, we want the actual Mandarin because he's he is... Iron Man's biggest nemesis. But doesn't that make the lore kind of larger that they didn't put the yeah. actual Mandarin? I don't even think that Aldrich Killian's the real Mandarin. No. Because he just says, I'm the Mandarin. And right. And he's all he's, dedicants. Yeah. Well, they did a one shot later on where they said Ben Kingsley's in it. And they're like, the real Mandarin's very mad at you. So. Oh, I must have missed it. I must have been writing something down. That's awesome. Well, it's a it's a separate short. No. It's a, it's a Marvel one shot. I don't like that. I don't like that. I think it's on the Thor Dark World. Oh, that's why I've never seen Blu-ray. it. Blu-ray. Also. Aldrich Killian, Guy Pierce, by the way. Guy Pierce. What a weird choice. It's an interesting choice. Is he related to Drew Pierce? I don't think so. Not that I could see, at least. Just coincidence. Yeah. Neat. Give me more of those goods. Ty Simpkins. The kid? Yeah. No, I said the goods. I thought the kid was great. No. No? No. What's wrong with the kid? What's not wrong with the kid? The kid might as well have been Jake Lloyd, Star Wars Episode One Phantom Menace. I don't know about he that. He was a little prick. Yeah, but... he's a com- No, he's not a little prick. He's a complete prick because he's talking to Tony Stark in this little Tennessee town or wherever we're going with this. The, yeah. The, the travels of Tony. And we just kind of <laughs> go episodic for a little while. Uh, the kid is openly talking to Tony and starting to bring up, oh, it's New York like, blah, 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 blah. And ramble off to this. And Tony's starting to have his breakdown. He's yeah. starting to have an anxiety attack. And he says, kid, you got to stop. You got to stop. You got to stop. He's and a the- kid. But the kid keeps, he's not a kid. He's probably like 12 years old. He's old enough to know that this guy, there's something off in him right now and he needs to stop. I don't know. And he just keeps going and going and going. I think this kid sucks. He is so useless in this movie. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. I like the kid. I'm glad. Enjoy the kid. All right. I'm happy he only makes one appearance that's almost unnoticeable. Okay. That's but what you're saying. The one that everyone questioned going, well, fuck's that? You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah. But <laughs> it's that. It's an endgame. You just spoiled it. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> this kid, there's, what's the point of him? Is it just to give Tony something to do in the middle of the movie? Yeah, probably. Where he takes on like the fatherly figure. I don't know. He's got to have some kind of distraction. The kid's the one who pulls him out of it, though. And he says, aren't you the mechanic? Why don't you just build something? And then he's fine. And then do you know what he builds? He builds just nonsense. He builds like, it might as well just be uh, like a pellet shooter. And he builds, <laughs> he builds like a, a like a El- oven mitt, electronic <laughs> oven mitt that he puts on a guy's head once. I was going to say. Like, what did you actually build? You built a, <laughs> a suit in a cave with, with scraps. scraps. And here you didn't have. He had well, a whole had, Home Depot. You had a hell of a lot more than scraps. And you built the most bullshit stuff imaginable. <laughs> To be fair, in the cave, the scraps were of weapons. A bomb. Yeah, but then, but then the terrorist boys depot. didn't even notice that he was building a suit. Let's want to do Let's this again. Not talk about. Do you want to do this again? No, I don't want to talk. I don't know. I don't want to talk about. Oh, we don't want to talk about lesser Iron Man movies. Iron Man One stuff. Very fair. So yeah, I understand the kid pulls him out of it, but who gives a shit? <laughs> it's to do nothing. It contributes nothing to this movie. It's fair. What do you think is good? I have a love hate relationship with the Mark Forty Two. Okay. I think it's terrific in the sense that it's one of those times we see an early Iron Man suit. Yeah. Like, you're still working kind of the, like bugs the beta out. of it. Yeah. And it does some very cool things. And then it doesn't work half the time. Right. <laughs> Which is interesting. It's also very gold. It's extremely gold. It's too much gold. One of my favorite shots in this is after the helicopters destroy Tony Stark's house. Didn't he get his house destroyed in Iron Man 2 also? 
Did Isn't it get that destroyed? When, yeah, well, he got pretty badly blown up because didn't Nick Fury, weren't they sitting there as like it was getting fixed yeah. up or whatever? Yeah, that's you're right. A lot of construction on this house. Yeah, poor house. But when he's getting pinned down under the water and then Jarvis has to actually take the lead and say, hold your breath. Yeah. And I like how the glove shoots off, comes, comes back, back around up. and yeah. pulls him out of it. I absolutely love that. It's pretty neat. Yeah. I really like that. It makes me question the suit, though, in a lot of ways. A lot of stuff that happens in this movie makes me question this Mark 42 suit. Yeah. It doesn't stay on. Like, what's the point of having it in all, all these, like, pieces and stuff? So the Mark 42 is that he kind of, like, calls it almost. Yeah. Like, whatever. I don't know what it is. It's Using, hand motions. It's kind of, like, Neo Matrix style. Yeah. It's more like Power is, Rangers. Is it? Well, he kind of, like, summons it by doing weird hand motions. That's fair enough, I guess. <laughs> but then, like, individual pieces fly to him and stuff like that. It's like, yeah. you literally just had, a like, a suit in a box last movie, and it went on pretty quickly. Yeah. In this, you're, like, catching stuff with your limbs, hoping that you get the right piece. And then sometimes he gets knocked, like, from behind, and the suit just falls, falls off. off. Yeah. It's not a good suit. No. No, it's definitely, uh, it's in the beta process. I don't or... think it's a good suit. But why is he also using this suit in order to, like, solve all of his problems when he has, presumably, 41, 41. other completely working suits that's in the basement? A fantastic question. <laughs> he always uses the suit that's not ready. Right. It's always the newest suit. I got to use the, the last thing that I came up with. Because you got to learn to run before you can walk. Because he's Tony. Mr. Stock, please stop saying that. <laughs> please stop. <laughs> Jarvis seemed a little more human in this one. I think he's slowly, they're giving you a big old wink ding at the, uh, the vision coming soon. The fact that he's like thinking on his own a little bit too. Yeah, and he's snarky. He's with, got that snark. With Tony, and he's, uh, even even when he, he fails after the, the Tennessee crash, he goes, I think I need to rest. He goes to sleep for a day. Yeah. Which is weird, because isn't the arc reactor supposed to be what powers the suit? Why did it run out of battery? I am not sure. All right, neat. Um, we know this movie has issues. <laughs> All right, we're kind of mixing the good and the bad. All right, let's keep. Let's stay good. Let's stay good. We could try to stay good, but it seems like there's a mix of good and bad through and through in this Well, thing. speaking of the, the Mark 42 coming to you in pieces, that whole fight scene where he's only got the one hand yeah. and the one foot phenomenal i really like that a lot it's a good set piece yeah i like it a lot i'm looking at my notes i have a lot of bad written down for liking this movie <laughs> isn't that how we that's not a this? good you're right but uh <laughs> oh man uh when they leap off of air force one that was awesome eric savin shows up on air force one in the iron patriot armor yep to kidnap the president it's james badgedale i think he's the weirdest name ever that is a weird what kind of middle name is badge it's a noun but like a is, noun on noun is he like a four square award yep. what, what is happening here? that's it so he got it he was uh promoting it for his life i don't know how names work he gets the president but in the meantime william sadler as the president right as president ellis yeah ellis is the writer of the extremist storyline yes he is wink ding all that good stuff. All that good stuff. Did you ever read Extremis? No. I started it. Yeah. And then I was getting too confused between the movie and the comic. That's and I started mixing what was what. So sure. I, so I stopped. I will pick it up after we're done here. But I want to say in the comic it's completely different. Where it is because Extremis in the comic Something is Tony does to himself? Not so much. The part I've, uh, I, I've only read two of the six out of it. And Extremis in the comic is more or less them trying to figure out the super serum for Captain America yeah. again. And it's one of those like, ah, we messed up and now these are explodey people. It's a it's a nanobot injection that becomes a new suit. Exactly. But I like how in the comic it focuses a lot on Tony as a weapon about why does he still need the Iron Man suit? Well, that's interesting. And it focuses a lot on is he still a weapons manufacturer or not? Oh, that's and an I think interesting it's take a on cool it. Yeah. Take on it. Which I wish they had touched on in this to give it just that extra level. The you extra know what? Level. Remove the kid storyline, throw in that storyline. Yeah, sure. Great movie. You could have gotten more roadie out of it, too. Probably could have. Just you probably could have. The whole government thing. and Yeah. Anyway, the people are falling off of Air Force One. There's like 13 of them. And Jarvis is telling Tony that he can only save four. Yeah. So he's going to go out and scoop everybody up like a barrel of monkeys. Yep. Practical. Is it? Yeah. They actually had people jumping out of planes and... They filmed this whole thing practical. They did a lot of stuff um, CG in the background for like to make it seem like they were higher up off the ground because okay. they could only film between like four thousand and ten thousand feet. Sure, but yeah, the majority of this sequence is all practical effects, which is mind blowing. It looks awesome. It absolutely does. 
There's a lot of this movie that looks awesome. Yeah. I think it's so nicely shot. Like that whole, was it the rig at the end, that whole battle scene, if you will? Oh, yeah. With all that the Iron Man so suits, cool. he couldn't. House party mode. House party. How he calls them in, <laughs> and uh, you see all of them surround the baddie and, and himself, and ah, oh, that that is an impactful scene. Oh, it's great. There's so many of them. Presumably. Did you have a favorite one? one? I, I really didn't. No, because, no, I mean, there's just, just different suits. There's nothing like really that stood out about them. That's true. There's no different functions that we saw. One just ran, which is fine, I suppose. I guess, if that's, if that's the kind of Iron Man you're into. The running one? I like to picture my Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> you like to picture him as a juggernaut type I like the, the black and white one with the gold face. It's just it's it's like a, a neat space look. armor. It's a neat look. It's neat. Yeah, I'll I give you that. It. They gave them all names and everything, and I want to say they're in the Blu-ray extras, but I didn't look too far into it. That's pretty fair. Uh, I'm going to try to avoid a spoiler here. Okay. First, this is another thing I really liked about it. There's a lot of parallels to Far From Home, Spider-Man. Yes. There's also a lot of parallels to Homecoming. Yeah. I found that really interesting, <laughs> where it's kind of like the don't believe what you see. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a that's an that. interesting premise, because it's one of those things that They've set up this far in the past, and who knows if it's going to come back into play somewhere in the future. I'm trying to speak in like a broad type of sure. code for yeah. things. So if you get it, good on you. Good if on you. If you don't, pay attention. Blu-ray will be out yeah. somewhere along the line soonish, maybe? Probably not. Two months? I don't know. Probably late September. Digital will be out earlier. Get that. But yeah, two weeks. Yeah, there are... I think there's a lot of parallels. I think that the way that Endgame kind of doubled back to Thor Dark World, you're going to get a lot of references to Iron Man 3 in the next Phase 4. Right, right. It's fascinating because we Especially, have a lot of, well, we have a lot of callbacks to past movies, like even movies we just never right. considered. Right. Or even little snips of things that we have considered that we didn't consider that scene for some stuff. Yeah. And I feel like that's fascinating. That's one of those, like, we're digging so deep that we still want to keep you guessing. We right. want to make sure that you're wrong. Right. That's kind of, I'm Kevin Foggy. That's my goal. You're wrong. You're wrong. And I'm going to tell you why in like two years. Give it time. (laughs) Yeah. I'll feed you baby birds. It's almost like he's, they're setting up these movies. Feed you the wrong worms. Yeah. To have these almost plot holes, but not quite. They're just openings that they can go down later if they want to. Like an empty slot in the brain. Right. Like an empty slot in the DNA that could be expanded upon in an Eternals movie down the road. Interesting. Or like. Oh, I'm not the real Mandarin. Maybe maybe he'll show up in another movie on February 21st, 2021. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> maybe he'll be played by Tony Leung. I mean, I, how could we possibly know? I have no idea. Know? How could we guess at this point? Right? And I wish they would officially announce stuff. Wouldn't that help? That'd be pretty neat if, uh, they, if they did that only. a few weeks ago. But like I said, I got a lot of bad with this movie. Let's dive in. Let's figure this thing out. Okay. Let's break it down. Uh, where do I even want to begin with this? It is an actual mess of a movie at points. Where sure. The story is just all over the place. It stops giving a shit about itself at one point, I think. <laughs> which is all, That's an interesting thing whenever that happens. For starters, I feel like this movie does a terrible job explaining what Extremis is. Uh, yeah, I agree. Where about halfway through the movie, I'm just seeing all these people go nuclear and explode or whatever it is. I'm just like, what is this thing? I still don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't think they do enough to show you the importance of the opening scene in 1999. I agree. I don't. I think they skip over it too haphazardly. Yeah. If they had focused a little more on, oh, this thing, the plant that Happy broke the leaf off. And then it grew back. It grew back. Illusionist style? And blew up. I don't know. I still haven't seen it since, but I'd imagine. Prestige style. No, I'm just kidding. The other one. (laughs) But it's just, you you see that these people are just nuclear. They're all hot and fiery and whatever, but they never really explain why. And we just know, like, you're bad. Yeah. Because you're hotter than you should be. And not even... That they just do that. Why are they all siding with Killian now? They never go into understand. that either. It's just no, like, it's, there's all these soldiers yeah. who, for whatever reason, are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to help install this puppet government with the vice president. And for well, whatever we learn, reason. We learn later on the movie, he's kind of sort of behind it, but not. But not. It's really, Killian's behind it, and he's manipulating the vice president so he can be in control. And that's really shoehorned in and... The amount that you just spoke about that is the amount that this movie focuses on it. Yeah. Yeah. One of the biggest issues I have with this movie does involve the kid. I've explained it. Yeah. And I feel like it was because of the way he was introduced. How we meet the kid kind of out in this, was it snowy? 
Did I make that up? It's not snowy. Yeah, it was snowy. It was snowy? It's a Christmas movie. That's right. That came out in May. Yeah. But you know, you know how like they do. movies do. When they introduce it, Tony's in the garage and he's tinkering with whatever, and the kid shows up with a potato gun. Yeah. And then he shoots his one potato to prove that it works to Tony. And Tony goes, you're out of ammo, kid. <laughs> but the kid sees the Iron Man suit behind Tony and he goes, is that the Iron Man? And Tony's like, yeah. Does Tony ever say he's Tony Stark? Or is it just kind of no. understood that it's, kind of it's just Tony understood. Stark? But the thing is, is that the kid walks up to him and he says, well, you're dead. You're supposed to be dead. And he puts the newspaper on Tony's chest like they'll push it in. And it's got a picture of Tony Stark. But then the kid still doesn't know who Tony is. He's a kid. He had to ask Tony. He's like, what's your name? He's like, the fuck? Like, <laughs> so you just handed me a newspaper with, with my name my, on it. With my name and my face on it. And you still have no idea who I am? Eh, kids are weird. Kid, we got issues. We got issues. <laughs> I don't Clearly, know. Clearly, you you had Muzzy as a kid, so you you have this ability to read. That commercial is just <laughs> in my brain for forever now. Of course, I don't know why I'm defending the kid. I don't know either. I really have no idea. I, he is I think I just useless. found their their relationship endearing. I found their relationship annoying, and I wish he got nuked by a person. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's the difference between me and you, Dave. I think kids are great, and you want them all nuked by extremist soldiers i do but the kid and tony had <laughs> had an entire conversation about the iron man and about the iron patriot this kid is with it yeah and he clearly knows about the battle in oh New that's York a way better name no it's not no it's not but <laughs> i don't know this kid sucks so hard i i don't know he this storyline does not need to be there oh, not it's, even a little it's bit it's unnecessary i'm sure but it seemed like they probably had some time to fill after they had to you know, cancel all of the women's storylines. Ah, uh, they cancel most of them. You get that weird one with Ellen Brandt. Yeah, that's a wink, oh, an in-world wink. Isn't Ellen Brandt the uh, wife of Man Thing? Of Man Thing, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's another thing that's just never going to come up ever. But well, Seven is also an. an in... Is he? Yeah, oh, I, I don't even know. Remember that what he is, but he's he's another low-level Iron Man villain, and so is Taggart. Who's yeah, the other yeah. one? The other one who blows up. The, he he yeah. gets all blown up. That's the one who hurts Happy. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Uh, another thing. Well, this is actually a like. They have a way of doing this. At least uh, MCU has a way of doing this. Where they will openly talk about the phase. Oh, yeah. In this one, he says, well, what's phase two? Yeah. And it's this is the first movie, the of, first movie of phase two. And then they do it in like phase four, maybe it was, or something like that. Again, they do it a lot. Yeah. They like doing that. They like doing that. They like that's a big wink. Do you think Feige looks at the script and goes, "This is good, but I need you to add in the words <laughs> phase two somewhere, just right <laughs> here." Got it. I don't care where. I don't care how. You just have to say the words phase two. Another bad thing. Okay. That uh guy who's judging the beauty pageant. Stan the man. Stan the man. Stan Stan's Lee. cameo. He's yeah. He's uh he's a overzealous might be the word. Yeah. Uh, he got snapped. Oh, he for sure. For sure, this is he probably the most snapped. Stand I think we've this seen. is the worst of the stands. And there was one who was a strip club DJ. Yep, he did not get snapped. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> who knows? This one definitely. I don't like how they reduced Pepper to damsel in distress. I don't either. That was very annoying until the third act. Right, they did it in the first Iron Man, kind of, but she got away on her own. Right, and in this one, they stripped her down first of all. Yep, and she's Literally. only in like a sports bra. Mm-hmm. And then she's very much in stress. She should be dead. Yeah. But she's all extremist up, so she's not. Right. They made but, her super, but right. then also made her not Vul- like the completely same time. Weak like, and the vulnerable? most vulnerable she's been while she has superpowers. It was a very weird thing. I don't understand. You can they found a cure for extremists? Is that what happened? Well, I think what happens is in the very intro in nineteen ninety nine, Maya is talking to Tony about she hasn't quite figured it out, and Tony is drunk and almost figures it out on a napkin. Right. That's the napkin that he left when after their one night stand. Exactly. Right. And then so years later, they still haven't figured out whatever Tony was almost on the verge of solving. So this thing still is unstable and they know Tony knows how to solve it. So that's the whole reason they kidnap Pepper and they're using her as bait. So Tony it's po- is told very forced poorly. to solve it. And yeah, it is not told well. Why do we like this movie? I don't know. Me me too though. I like it. I it's, do. It's good. I totally get it. I don't know. Also, Tony gets the shrapnel removed out of his chest. Yep. Does he just have a big old chest hole now? Just an empty chest hole? That's a good question. I don't know. Because he should have a big old empty chest hole. He should hole. have a giant chest cavity. Yeah. 
Doesn't he have the shrapnel made into a necklace for Pepper? That's creepy. It's like a shark tooth. I don't like that. Some people get bit by sharks and they're like, ah, I got the tooth. I'm going to make a necklace. I defeated shark. Okay. And he sort of he's like, defeated that. here, wear my heart spurs. <laughs> <laughs> that's some that's some Angelina Jolie, Billy Bob Thornton shit. Yeah, totally into it. I'm not. It's weird. <laughs> I'm not into it. <laughs> hey, this thing almost killed me. Want to wear it? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I don't know. That is that's weirdly like it's just points of bad. Yeah, because overarching. I, I mean, the well, stories. I got. Yeah, you got, got something. One thing that really drove me crazy when I got back to thinking about it. What? Tony has forty-two Iron Man suits. Yeah, one of them breaks down, and he can't just summon another one. Yeah, it's a pretty big problem. I mean, I feel like, especially because he like hacked into AIM. Sure. Through this other giant Tony Stark fans van news van, yep. he hacked into AIM. He couldn't just like call up Jarvis hey, from a payphone and be like, and give him a password, and a suit comes to him. Neil Patrick Harris, it suit up. Yeah, like it seems like you should have some sort of backup plan. Wouldn't his on backup retrieving plan a suit. at this point be? Oh, what are they called? The Avengers. Yeah, that that would probably I feel be like that's thing. like the dangerous game that these movies play after the Avengers is like, right. It's like you have a very serious threat going on in the world, and you're just not going to make one phone call. It's like you, didn't you could leave, solve this in a second. You didn't leave one suitcase suit with like Nick Fury. You just call up Shield and be like, "Hey, you want to drop off that suit? I kind of need it right now. I'm stranded in Tennessee." I, I don't get it. <laughs> that is weird though, because even the post credit we see him sitting down with Bruce Banner. Yeah, Tony's giving him all of his problems. Bruce is like, "I'm not that kind of doctor." Yeah. But you clearly have your friends, right? They're they're there. Well, they're I guess all sorts of there. They're not all off world. That wasn't the original post credit scene. What was the original? The original post credit scene was supposed to be Tony blasting off into space to meet the Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm happy they didn't do that. Um, the reason they didn't do it because Iron Man was supposed to have a cameo in Guardians. Okay. And the reason they didn't do it because Robert Downey Jr. wasn't sure if he was going to come back because this was the end of his contract. Even though there's a huge thing at the end of the credits says Tony Stark will return. Well, I mean, those were words that they probably could have typed up after he renegotiated his contract. That's fair. That's very fair. <laughs> Why don't they ever... I, I mean, I understand for the, the story-wise, but it's like, in-world, you yeah. would think, hey, got someone nuking someone. Hawkeye, you want to you help me out? You want to maybe shoot some of these guys with arrows? Wouldn't that be cool? You know, because they're blowing up. We might want to keep our distance. You got to figure Nick Fury knows exactly what's going on since he knows everything. everything. Presumably. Did we just find an MCU plot hole? We might have. Oh, no. Because even the, the U.S. Yeah. government knows that what's happening because they're the ones that tell Tony that, oh, it's actually been nine yeah. explosions. So, so what's Fury actually definitely happening knows. Here? If the U.S. government knows, S.H.I.E.L.D. is all over it. Oh, S.H.I.E.L.D. absolutely knows. Maybe it was some Hydra shit going down because we'll find out in a couple movies that that's a thing. This is all. Very complicated. Yeah, it is. It's weird. It seems like they're just going to retcon a lot of this stuff and just say, like, I One mean, we kind of hinted at it with this single line. Right. <laughs> it's like, I mean, we we definitely set this up in 2013 when we said that one thing. That... Oh, bit actor from <laughs> 10 years ago. Remember him? No? Because he was in three seconds? We're going to bring him back. And uh, it's going to connect everything and make us look like geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I've been setting that up for that long. No, that guy just hasn't done any other work since then. Right, right. <laughs> he was available that day. <laughs> With scraps. I feel sad. I feel sad all of a sudden. I don't know why. Uh, it's probably because we both really liked a movie that... May not be good? May deserve its... No, I'm not going to go that far. I don't think it deserves the hate it gets. Is it hated, though? Oh, that's a question for the people. Rotten Tomatoes, one hundred. Go ahead. 76. 79. Oh! So not bad. Audience score is 78. Okay. So that's pretty accurate. Yeah. And on the list of top 72 superhero movies on Rotten Tomatoes. 32. 39. Okay. So it's... Eh, it's lower. Yeah. Kind of middle of the road. Kind sort of. of. Which, fine. Yeah. Totally fine spot for it. Our bud, Roger Ebert. Reg McGeebs. Still doesn't work? No. It's that still, still doesn't it, work? It's It works less every time I say oh, it. He gave this bad boy two and a half stars. Two and a half? Yeah. Um, this is 2013. His ticker is going to stop ticking. He's in, he's on the, in the one back, year. He's in the back nine. <laughs> he's going to be going to the uh, the old kick bucket in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what would be his last movie? I think he has one more after this with us. Thor Dark World? I think so. 
That's unfortunate. That's, that's probably what, what did it. That's, that's the one. <laughs> He's like, nope, this is it. Nope, I'm done. Fuck it. I'm out. <laughs> couldn't say it. He, and that was the worst part is he couldn't say that out loud because he didn't have his jaw at that point. Right. So he had to write it. He had to type it out. Like, <laughs> dear, cruel, dark world. <laughs> oh, we're probably going to like that too. Damn it. We have the ability to understand the importance of that movie. I feel like we- In like fi- hindsight. We find the good in bad movies and we find the bad in good movies. Yes. Because Daredevil, we do is detective work totally fine <laughs> that Batman won't. Exactly, <laughs> that's exactly it. Roger Ebert says Shane Black, who made his bones writing Lethal Weapon, The Last Boy Scout, and other crash and burn action films, was the perfect person to take on Iron Man three, and not and just because film. he worked with the franchise's star Robert Downey Jr. on 2005's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. The new film's not great, but it's consistently evolving because the tonal shifts are so abrupt. That's true. I agree. One minute it seems to care a great deal about what's happening. The next it's sneering at the notion that anyone can care about anything that happens in a movie. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty on board with Those that. Those are harsh words, but not wrong. But not wrong? <laughs> I, well, I agree because in this movie, it's strange because uh, it's about what Tony cares about for yeah. the first time. Because Tony usually cares about Tony. Right. Tony built a suit to escape a cave. With this technology he had to create to save his life. And then he realizes, ah, I can get revenge on these guys eventually. Yeah. We got Jensen in this movie. We did. I forgot about in that. In 1999. Yeah. A lot happened in that scene. And I don't just mean blue by Eiffel 65. Yeah, that played for too long. <laughs> no Smash Mouth for 1999. No so this Smash movie, Mouth. Not with it. Yeah. Come on, guys. But he does everything. Tony does everything for Tony. And yeah. he's always done everything for Tony. Absolutely. And in this one, he's not doing anything for Tony. No. No, he's uh, actually doing hero work, and he's out of the suit. He's doing hero work, but a lot of it is for Pepper. Uh, I'll one, agree with you. The one thing that Tony has come to care about more than Tony. I would actually say a lot of it's for Happy. That's true, too. Uh, there's a lot of, well, the revenge aspects are for Happy. Yeah. It's the giving up Iron Man aspects that are for Pepper. Maybe that's why I care about this movie. And then there's also- Because- There's a lot of rescue Pepper once there she is. gets- there, that's, yeah. that's the part we don't care about too no. much, but I, I, maybe, I think I like this movie because it's- Actually, it's Tony. Yeah, it's it's an actual look an actual at the character. character. It's a, like a fleshed out character. It's yeah. not just a. It's not just quippy quips. quippy joke joke. <laughs> I'm the best. Money here. Suit fight. I'm the best. Quip kick ass. Quip quip kick ass. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I just came to like a little rev- revelation there. They actually built Tony's character a little bit. Yeah, maybe that's why people don't like this movie. Maybe. <laughs> because they're like, I wanted more Iron Boy. Repulsors. Fire. <laughs> this movie refused to Daniel Tosh me. <laughs> Just keep saying one thing until you literally isolate a getting joke. more and more yeah, specific that's until great. only one person is laughing. Last paragraph, Rebert says, there's a brief subplot teaming Tony with a fatherless child that you have to expect will mutate into daddy issue sentimentality, but it doesn't because Tony doesn't rule like that. Downey narrates the beginning and the end of the picture. I wish Black had gone all out and had him narrate the entire thing, a la Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, dang. With his sides into the camera. Like saying, quote, hey, you know what I'm going to invent next? A Hulk signal. The next film be 20 minutes long. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that's uh... He's got his finger right on that pulse, though. <laughs> Before he died, Roger Ebert went into the future, listened to this episode of our podcast, then went back and wrote his review. Uh, parts of it. I would say parts of it. I don't read the Ebert review before I yeah. do. I do it here because it's more fun that way. And it's more fun whenever he talks about the sexy the stuff. the same points. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, only a couple. Because I'm, I'm happy he said something about the narration. Yeah. That would be very cool. Maybe something. I don't know. It's definitely out of the mold for a Marvel movie. Oh, completely. Well, an MCU movie. It'd be right at home with Tobes McGobes. Yep, for sure. <laughs> or any of the X-Men movies. Did Thor have a VO at the start? I'm sure it did. That was another one that was very much a sign of its director. That was Branagh. Yeah. He knocked out of the park with that thing. Yeah, he was Branaghing all over. Absolutely. Why don't we give this thing a super stuff score? See what we think of it? Yeah. I like it. Fire away. Setting. Takes place kind of all over America. We got Malibu. We got Tennessee. We got Miami. We got Miami. They don't really lean into any of those places, though. Maybe Tennessee. It's just a small town. It's a small town. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I'll go 0.5. I think that's probably fair. Because they tell us where we are, and then we see a place, and we yeah. go, yeah, sure. Sure. I guess they named the town in Tennessee after the place they shot in North Carolina, because it 
they had a nice water tower. That works. So they're like, yeah, let's just give it the same name. That works. I know North Carolina, there's like a bidding war for this thing. And yeah. North Carolina ended up winning it because of the tax breaks and stuff like that. Isn't that the way it usually goes now? Yep. Style and tone. That's tricky with this movie. That is. I mean, the style is, it's Iron Man. Right. There's not much style to it. That Especially might not be true. Of there's a lot of suits. Out of, yeah, there's a lot of suits, but he's out of the suits for most of the movie. Yeah. Uh, and the tone is, it's really dark and it kind of has that dark humor that Shane Black likes yeah. to use. So maybe and the, I, I'm a the huge tone might of, be a one. Yeah. But the style is not so much a one. I think this thing is probably going to land 0. 0.5. 0. 0.75? Oh. Oh. Okay. You don't think there's any style? No, I think there's like a 0. 0.25 worth of style. It's not a lot. Okay. I'm willing to go 0.75 because I like the movie. I think How about that. <laughs> At least you're honest about it. <laughs> Hero. That's a tricky one. It is. He's more heroic in this than he has been, I That's feel like. That's true. But then at the same time, he's not. Yeah. He's still very self-motivated. Yeah. A lot of it's preserving his own skin. But then, but no, That's but kind it's of his move. It, it sort of is. Because he understands that, uh, He's got to. He lashes out because Happy gets hurt. That's when he. La- that's what forced him to lash out, though. And at that point, yeah, yeah, he never gives up, though, on it. That's true. On, but he also didn't want to go to Tennessee because Jarvis brought him to Tennessee, right? In right. the suit, and Rhodey was the one who said, "This is a government matter. You don't need to concern Iron Man with it." Right. So he went to Tennessee so... against his will. Right. And then while he was there, the suit fell asleep. So he's like, "Shit, I got to do something." Right. Yeah. So he's like, "I might as well solve this whole damn thing." Right. Hmm. He's not very heroic, is he? Again, and Pepper saves the day. Again. And Pepper saves again. the day again. Because she yeah. actually went mano a mano with, uh, with the baddie with at the end and won. Aldrich Killian. I'll go 0.25 for 0. hero. 0.25 seems appropriate. And you know what? While we're at it, female characters, Pepper. Pepper. Pepper does it again. Pepper does it again, but, but she's they make also- her damsel in distress. Damsel in distress in this movie. 0.75. Maya Hansen was supposed to be the main- villain of this movie i read that and that's interesting because they said that it was a toy move marvel ceo at the time ike perlmutter was like we can't sell toys of a female villain but they're not even what toys are they selling they're not selling well you know aldrich killian every movie. kid has an aldrich killian <laughs> toy <laughs> but they're not not selling the mandarin either because at that point it's technically false advertising right uh ellen brant was also supposed to come back after her running with tony at the end of the movie and it was supposed to be Ellen verse or Brant verse Pepper and the final showdown, but then they decided to make it into that either. They decided to make it Killian because of the, the personal aspect of it. Now, didn't the Dark Knight Rises come out the year before 2012 or was it 2013? It was somewhere. Yeah, in, it was in the year there. before. And in that, they kind of did the double twist with the female yeah. villain as well. Yeah. Uh, and that movie did just fine as well. Sure. And it sold of a stuff. ton of Bane toys. So. Yeah. So. I don't know. I think they could have done it with Maya, but Maya is kind of playing double agent throughout yeah. this whole thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. They kind of, they, they destroyed her character. So uh, let's go female character. Mid-filming. They're yeah. like, hey, it'd be cool if we just shot your character right here. Like, cool. Yeah. Cool. Good. And she actually, Good. she Good. had a demand. She was like, I'll allow it, but I want to have a decent death scene and you have to give me one more scene with Iron Man. So she kind of did like That's the Sam Jackson, Mace Windu type thing. Star Wars. Yeah. How he said, Motherfucker, you got to kill me cool. Right. If you're going to kill me, you better make it good. Yeah. And I want to, uh, another one-on-one scene with Iron Man. Interesting. That's, I don't like whenever actors get to dictate their terms in order to affect the story. To be fair, she was hired on for a much bigger role, and they decided halfway through the filming that they were just going to not Scrap do it. that anymore. Yeah. All right, maybe. So let's go 0.75 for female characters. and for so high. All right, let's do 0.5 then. Okay. And for villain. For villain. I don't care too much about Aldrich. I no, really don't. But he's he's the main guy here. Yeah, I'll go 0.25. 0.25. He was close to succeeding. He got well, sort of close. He had kidnapped yeah. the president of the United States. Yes, he did. And had him in the Iron Patriot armor hanging in this oil tanker. Yeah, yeah. Oil rig. Sure. Seems like he almost had it. He almost did, but also And he did could he? reach through armor, which was pretty badass. That was pretty badass. But then you had Rhodey, who we haven't mentioned. Really? Really yet. a lot at all. Yeah, Don Cheadle kicking ass, taking names. He is able to save the president while just wearing a polo shirt. Yeah, a green polo. So. How about that? Easy Mint enough. green. Yep. And uh, <laughs> no armor needed to save the president in this one. Nope. He just did a little bit of zip lining. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and a quick couple shots of the So we're going 0. 0.5 for arm. female, and we're going 0. 0.25 for villain. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay with that. 
Story motivation. I always ask whose motivation. Right. I guess it would have to be Tony's. And Tony's motivation is very self-serving, but it's also very revenge-based. Right. For a lot of it, which it's a pretty good motivation to get going. I mean, there have been worse motivations. I'll go, oh boy, I'm going to say 0.75 again. 0.75? And that, that, a lot of that story. Yeah, and I think the lack, that 0.25 that I'm taking off of it is because he went to Tennessee against his will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, that's really the only thing I'm holding back case. on it. Music. Didn't even notice it. Yeah, no. Uh, I guess they hired Brian Tyler to do this, the score on this. Marvel specifically asked him for a new, really identifiable theme for Iron Man to represent his serious new role in the MCU as a legitimate superhero. Sure. Uh, when I think Iron Man theme, I still think of Ramin Jawadi. So I do too, and that's sad. So that means they did not dun, dun, a dun, great dun, job. Dun, 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 It's not even how it goes. Pretty sure that's how it goes. It's not even. It was a. Rowan Jawadi with uh, little Timmy Strummin. Yeah. The G chord. Little Timmy, little Timmy Strummin. Right. As music school. Timmy Strummins. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess he recorded metallic sounds like anvils to give the iron to the score. And he did uh, he did little guitar riffs, but he did them with an orchestra doing Black Sabbath-like riffs. And I, I don't care. I noticed the music here and there, and it wasn't bad, but it wasn't memorable. I would notice a zero a whole lot more than I noticed the music. <laughs> hey, hey. That's all you need to know about that. Zero. Impact on the genre. I want to ask you what you think first. It's an interesting one because it's it was technically the end of Robert Downey Jr.'s first contract. Sure. It's supposedly the end of his arc. I think it works. Oops. I think it works as <laughs> yeah. a finale on the Iron Man character. But it made a billion dollars. So they the were billion, like, I'm going to let kind of weigh it a little bit. Yeah. Well, I think that this movie is the closest we get to Endgame Tony Stark. That's fair. Where he realizes that you got to be out of the suit. You have to yeah. be Tony. You can't just rely on your suit. You have to actually. This is where you know, he, he learns the yeah. lesson that he imparts on Peter Parker in Homecoming. Exactly it. Uh, uh, I think the impact on this is massive. I think and it's, it's a it's secret, huge. massive impact that and, I hope. Shh, it's a very big Guys, impact. don't tell anyone. But this is going to be a one. <laughs> I agree. No, I really do think this is the closest we get to what Tony Stark ultimately becomes. And it's not the the Yeah. Again, it's like a it's hint. not super quip. It's it's a hint at what he will be someday. human within there. Yeah. Who is extremely vulnerable. Very much. I and it's almost like his armor represents his vulnerabilities. You take him away and well that that seems he's, I, I think he's stronger without the armor. Yeah. Parents. Yeah. Zero mention. It didn't really. They didn't even mention any, even talk any about of them this Howard time. So or zero. That's a big old fat zero. One-liners. Not a lot. Not as Which many. Which is strange for an Iron Man movie. As the other Iron Man movies. Uh, I That's honestly true. couldn't give you many on this thing. I'm not I'm really. struggling com- to pull them out of the lot. air. Do we have a zero for one-liners in Iron Man? I don't think it's a zero. Give me one. I'll come up with one. At this point, I will have. Edited around 10 seconds of silence out. <laughs> All right, maybe it's a zero. It can't be a zero. It's an Iron Man movie. I kind of feel like it's a zero. They're in there, though. I, I don't think they are. I hate how hard you are in one-liners. Yeah, sometimes I am. But this time, I think I'm right. But all the things that Ben Kinsley says. They're great, if we could think of them. The purpose of one-liner is supposed to be like, just something that sticks in your brain, something that you can pull out all the time, something that you can repeat in That's public. That's an and earworm. It... That's not a one-liner. That's different. That is an earworm. But at the same time, I feel like one-liners should be earworms. It should be stuff that you could say all the time whenever you want. Whenever I get a drink, I always say, reload. And that's a hell of a one-liner. Do and you... that's Incredible Hulk. Do you really do that? Yeah. <laughs> do it all the time around our friends. Honestly, I hate working here. They're so weird. It's a line that it's, I that you think you just read off your screen. Uh, yeah, uh, because <laughs> you're forcing my hand here. I gotta. I could force your hand to type a big fat zero. Also, I don't want to do that. I don't know what to tell you. I broke the crayon. That's nothing. It's limited. It's edition. a very. I saw that one. It's a very sad line in it's, my mind. It's limited edition. Oh, that's stupid with the watch. Yeah, but you knew it was the watch. I didn't know it was the watch. I didn't even read that one. Are you really lobbying this hard for 0.25? I'm lobbying this hard for a 0.25. Oh, man. 
You know what? If you want it, take it. I'll take it. It's going to be a dirty 0.25. Remember that game, Barrel Monkeys? You did say that earlier. Interesting thing about that is the uh, the team of aerial acrobats, their actual name is Barrel of Monkeys. Well, all right. That was a very subtle wink. Sure. It was for them. You gave it a 0.25, didn't you? I did. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I loved you in a Christmas story, by the way. It was a very good line that now you're starting to pull out minutes later. <laughs> so with that 0.25 for one-liners, that brings our total score for this movie. You had to say really it again, like, to really rub yeah, it in. I just had to Fair twist enough. the knife, you yep. know? Uh, makes this movie that we really like a total of 4.25. That sounds about right. That's why I gave it the 0.25 for one-liners. Oh, you had to get it above. What'd you have to get it above? Four. I understand. What was four? What's below it at this point? Oh, I, I wasn't even looking at, at what it was accompanied by. Uh, Dark Knight Rises? Appropriate. Has the same This score. is a better movie. X2 has the same score. This is a better movie. Yeah. It's just below Toxic Avenger. As it should be. As most movies should I, be. Uh, sure. So yeah, Iron Man 3, 4.25, which puts it right about where everybody normally puts it. Yep. <laughs> yep. But we like it, damn it. Uh, yeah, can't change that. <laughs> one of the things we can't change? What's that? Those folks on Amazon.com. Amazon.com. And their one-star reviews. A single star. From December 24th, 2014, Christmas Eve. Ooh. This one says, come on, put a little effort into making a good preview. What? So they saw the preview. One star. Uh, a year and a half after the movie came out. <laughs> and here's, that's only the title. Their very quick line is, worst preview ever. He is just putting the suit on? Is that what the third movie is about? Wow. They gave a one star review. For the preview. For the preview. That had come out, at that point, two years earlier. <laughs> the preview was out. Well, the movie was wow. very out. That's impressive. That's a different level of, of petty. No, this is. Okay. This is from December 22nd, 2018. Oh. It's called Awesome. <laughs> Had to have it in my collection. The star subtraction, if for Amazon, not the movie, just wish that Amazon would let me custom <laughs> arrange my video library instead of only offering my date first. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. He is back. Yes. <laughs> it's the guy who always writes the same review with On the same type of MCU movies. <laughs> Just wish that Amazon. <laughs> I knew you would get it at Amazon. That's amazing. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I is he? He has to be copying and pasting. He this, must right on all of the movies he's bought. It's amazing. I can't wait. What's next? What's the next one? It's Dark uh, World. Thor, Thor Dark World. Think he's gonna be on there? I hope so. Man, maybe Amazon. that's the one he didn't buy. <laughs> he saved his money. Yeah. Learned it. I'll wait. We'll find out on so, we'll find out on Winter Soldier if he uh if he's still mad at Amazon. We'll see. We'll see. From July twenty second, twenty nineteen. It's called Not Very Good. Review Entertainment. <laughs> what? Was it supposed to be one thought not very good entertainment? Uh no, there's a period. He oh. actually put a period in the title and that never happens. Not very good. Entertainment. Full stop. <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> So he's, uh, pick that for what it's worth. I guess he's just giving a one star for entertainment value. Maybe. I, I he mean, kind of like justified not it. Not even value. Just one star for entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> From August 15, 2015, it's called Iron Man 3 is a horrible movie. Horrible? Well, horrible movie. It's he corrected himself. Wait, <laughs> the first, what? First sentence. <laughs> you one, can go back and change the title. Yeah, whoops. One third of the... Oh, boy. it's This one's a mess. I need to take a breath because I try to read these as best as I can with what I'm given. Oh, boy. One third of the minutes were Pepper and Tony's relationship. Another one third was destroying multiple Iron Man suits that a modern tank can't even destroy. But a person can rip them apart with ease. And that last one third was a weird terrorist slash old one night stand party chick. Then IDK what some geek wanting to ask Tony for a grant or a job question mark. First, why does every superhero need 50 minutes of every movie for, oh, honey, I'm sorry, but I want to break up with you? When did that happen? I don't know. That didn't happen. Doesn't the title say Iron Man 1, 2, 3? They should call them in caps. And he wrote them in caps. Pepper's breaking up with Iron Man 3. Or Mary Jane in caps, dumb Spider-Man. Some superheroes can leave the planet Earth. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but I'm loving the ride. Green Lantern, Iron Man, and others, but all the writer can think about of, um, have breakup scene. Oh my God, Green Lantern had nine scenes with his old girlfriend wanting to go out on a date? What? What does it have to do with Iron Man 3? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
That's a mess. At no point in this movie did she threaten to break up with him. Zero. Not this time. No. She told him to come to bed. Right. And then uh, Iron Man tried to kill her in her sleep because yeah, Tony she was called like, it. I'm going to go take a shower. Which further says You're gonna that join me. Tony needs, uh, Tony's doing Tony again because yeah. his thing is set to protect him. The bodyguard, if you will. Right. Wink. Ding. Uh, yeah. Wow. That is a That was a hell of a ride, that one star review. Yeah. Yeah. From August 28th, 2015, this one's titled, You Decide. I will. It's okay if you like action movies. It's your choice if you want to rent or buy this for your collection. Oh, is it? That's the whole review? <laughs> That's it? <laughs> you decide. Hey, hey you I'm decide. not telling you what you should do and what you shouldn't do, but one star, you figure it it's out for yourself. It's on you. I just want to let you know, it's on you. The choice is yours, one That's star. That's not a review. That's just, that's a fortune cookie. More or less. What, that whole fortune cookie thing that the Mandarin does, very much a lampoon on Bane. I like it a lot. It's great. From September 26, 2016. The movie is in German without advertising that fact. <laughs> of course it can't be returned once it's opened. This is a deliberate scam. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Jeff Bezos is like, we're going to send everybody German movies. And once it's open, they can't return them. And that's how I'm going to make my money. Once they open my movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was in German. I can't believe this. Shenanigans. Do you want to know be funny? If we fuck with them, send them a German copy. <laughs> That's what you get for shopping at Amazon. Amazon dot G E. I guess. Uh, e, uh, no, it might be D E. Tell you the oh, truth. Probably. Yeah, you're right. D E. Deutschland, huh? Or something along the Deutsche that, lines. That's what I you don't get. Know. Shopping Amazon dot D E. Of course, it can't be returned to Germany. <laughs> <laughs> From October 13, 2013, the packaging was really nice and colorful, and the case seemed sturdy. I should have let it be. But no, I insisted on watching the movie. Big mistake. Oh, no. He kind of just wanted this for his shelf, I feel like. And once he watched it, it went, well, fuck. Now my, pretty, now my pretty DVD case is ruined by the trash that's inside. Does she hate when that happens? From September 29th, 2013. When Iron Man 3D suffocates from a pair of two huge Disney-influenced double Ds. What? I don't know either. <laughs> Even 3D could not save this Iron Man 3 movie. The 3D itself was mediocre by today's standards. They shortchanged the great acting skills and experience of the Colonel, Don Cheadle. They pathetically overplayed Tony Stark's ability to fight out of the Iron Man suit, as if he was a secret agent. The completely unnecessary emergence of Disney-based homosexual scenes, technical guy's tattoo, and love affair with Tony Stark in the trailer. Oh, come on. And Tony Stark's character was a bleeping chatterbox who talked entirely too much. Not a bleeping chatterbox. Are you? Th is that the same Tony Stark that we're used to? When does Tony Stark ever talk a lot? That's For weird. what it's worth. Want to know how this guy's a dipshit? How? Oh. He ends it by saying, Marvel's ultimate kiss of death will be Disney. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right, bud. Swing and a miss. <laughs> yep. Wow. Uh, how many people found that helpful? I don't even have the number. That's I can't weird. imagine it's very high. <laughs> From February 8th, 2016, this is not an Iron Man movie. What? This is a Shane Black movie disguised as an Iron Man movie. It's not wrong. Case in point. They completely changed and wasted Iron Man's iconic villain, Mandarin. Mm -hmm. Iron Man is out of the suit for the entire second act while running around with a handgun while playing detective and exchanging quips with a young sidekick. Yeah. Two for two so far. Yeah. Iron Man isn't the one to beat the bad guy? I don't want to spoil it. But this is preposterous that someone besides the titular character foils the big bad. This person's never seen an Iron Man Clearly movie. Clearly, <laughs> never seen an Iron Man movie. That, that's a, the whole thing that Iron Man does. He never defeats the bad guy. Pepper defeats two of them, and one of them defeats himself. Last one from October 28th, 2014. A great villain and actor wasted. Two words, fake Mandarin. Imagine a Batman movie building up a huge battle between the Joker and Batman only to find out the Joker was fake and the villain was Killer Croc. That'd there be you amazing go. twist. <laughs> there you go, Iron Man 3. As a fan of the comic, this was a huge disappointment. Also, he might as well have just said, imagine a movie where it's building up that Bane's the big bad of the whole time. And then it turns out to be Talia <laughs> al Ghul. <laughs> Could you imagine such a thing? Oh, I can't imagine such a thing. It sounds awful uh, when you put it that way. <laughs> that's dumb. It is I dumb. I like it, though. And I know it's probably going to be dumb? What? What we're watching next week. Next week. Oh, boy. 
It's a UB3 pick. It is a UB3 pick, isn't it? Oh, we're doing that every week, huh? Every other week. Every other week. Might be some uh, surprises coming in September. Ooh. So stay tuned. Surprises. Do we want to tell the people what the surprises are in September? Yes. Okay. September. We're going to be doing... It's not so much UB3. Not so much UB3. It's UBU. That's corny as hell. Yeah. I mouthed it to Brian and he said it out loud. No, but it works. It's it's true. It's UBU. We're taking listener requests. We're going to send out the master list. Yeah. On the Facebook page and on the Twitters and all that stuff. And we want to hear what you want to say. Yeah, we want to we want to hear from the people. I will uh, put the ginger skull himself, Dave Novak, his vote for Sperm and Commando. Yeah. In the, it's we, in the box already. We can assume that that's we'll what he assume. would We'll just assume. So he doesn't have to write us in. Right. But please. Got that covered. Don't write us in Ginger Skull. All 93 movies on the list. Probably 92. It'll be 92 after this one, won't it? Yeah. You get to pick. You get to pick. We have regularly scheduled programming that we have to kind of, you know, keep going every other week, but a couple of those episodes. Those in between. They're on you. UBU. Like you said, UB3 is at 93 motion pictures at the moment. We're just going to go in here and we're going to pick one at random. So UB3 has picked the number. Brian's face has no reaction to the number. It's a number. He's correlating it to the list of the movies. And this is usually where his face lights up. His eyebrow is up. He's smirking. What do we got? 2009's Defendor. What the hell is that? That is a, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Oh, my. What a cast. Yeah. Woody Harrelson, Michael Kelly, Sandra Oh, Kat Dennings. Okay. 2009 Canadian-American superhero comedy drama. I've never heard of this thing. Directed by Peter Stebbings. Okay. The story of a regular man who adopts the persona of a real-life superhero named Defendor on a quest to find his arch enemy, Captain Industry. I bet there's going to be a subtle message in there. Oh, definitely subtle. Like the Lego movie and Lord Business. Oh, man. Woody Harrelson. That's pretty exciting, actually. Wow. Okay. Every week we close out this show saying you can send us your questions, comments, and whatnots to kpodcasters at gmail.com. And I've got one here. Longtime listener, first time caller. This is Stephen Baker, the other Stephen that listens to our podcast. Ooh, a little, my little formerly bald boy, Stephen Baker. All your talk about Smash Mouth and mentioning Guy Fieri, this was on our, our Mystery Men episode, reminded me of this meme. And it has a picture of three gentlemen side by side. Think right. about it. Have you ever seen Smash Mouth, ICP, or Guy Fieri in the same place at the same time? <laughs> he is onto something. So that will be going up on our Facebook and Twitter for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> he said uh, he's not sure what movies are on UB3, but he thought of one that needs to be on there if it isn't already. The Specials. Never heard of it. You've never heard of The Specials? No. Uh, directed by Craig Mazin. This is a film and superhero movie, but it was written by James Gunn. Sean Gunn is in it as well as Alien Orphan. Did you add it to the list? The premise of the movie is the sixth or seventh best superhero team in the world pursued their rightful place <laughs> in the harshly competitive world of toy tie-ins and fighting evil. Yes, please. I haven't seen it in about 15 years, but I remember liking it. All right. Uh, the specials is already on the list. Terrific. That's awesome. Thanks, Steven. So, Thanks for like in. We already have a, a vote for September. Get him in. There you go. We'll post the list uh, probably the day this thing drops. Makes sense. So give us a rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. You can like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Kate Podcasters. Don't forget to keep listening after you hear that final song because of the post-credits. Post-credits. That's when we are the most inebriated. For sure. And they can get a little wild sometimes. Sometimes. So we'll see you next week for Defendor. Starring Woody Harrelson. Should be fun. Should be. Same pod time. Same pod channel. So, Brian, that's Iron Man 3. What do you think happens post-credits? I think Pepper's in her office. She gets a phone call. It's a frantic Tony. He's like, Pepper, I've got it. I've got an idea to make my next billion.
Tony, what is it? He says, it's a website. It's just like Amazon, but you can sort your movies in any way you want. It's called Amazine. Brilliant. I know one person who you got on board already. <laughs> Dave, what do you think happens? What I think happens is Tony's out and about. He's on the town doing rich people things. Yeah. He's digging himself out of that hole he was in. Sure. No more anxiety, no anything. He's, he's a man about town, if you will. He gets home. He sees Pepper on the couch, and he sees something move underneath her skirt. And out of nowhere, you see the Mark 42 pop out. And Pepper goes, Tony, what are you? <laughs> Mark 42? 